Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on fnfiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Beating Table with your hosts, the Gonoyakwa Stand-Up and myself, Leith Makiwa. We are primed and ready for the spring season. Some people call it spring fever. So with that being said, Gonoyakwa, why don't you let us know what is going on with you? We haven't talked for a while. Yeah, we've been gone for uh, long now. Almost a month, month. yeah. Yeah. Um, What's up with me? Nothing really. Oh my God, that's like not a topic. <laughs> <laughs> I have no grad order, so I actually know I'm lying. I have just one medallion that's due mm-hmm. June 1st. And I I have a, just a deadline for a pair of moccasins that were a raffle. You and your like looming yeah. raffle. There's only two. There, and they're like, one's like 50%, the other one's like 85% done. Not so yeah, they're going to be done this month. And then I'm really free. I want to start looking at... Ganondagan stuff because mm-hmm. I got to bring it. No. <laughs> Is that the first show you're going to do since like that one you did at like 100 years Six ago? Nations? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I haven't bear, yeah. done anything. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing that and I want to start my mother's job. Oh, yeah. And that's it. Really? Oh, well, yeah. And I just want to just do whatever I want. So I have a whole bunch of things prepped. Oh, I started. I started a new thing, I guess. I don't know. I don't. Whatever. I. Um, was experimenting and I started doing tie-dye stuff. So that was like pretty interesting and I'm loving it. I just had to put it on the back burner right now because I got to get the other other stuff done. But I have all kinds of ideas for that. And so and you even had a paint night too, didn't you? That kind of looked like a tie-dye, a tie-dye background. Yeah, we just did one the other night. They were my guinea pigs. It was mm-hmm. my first uh, time doing it. It looked like it was a uh, watercolor. Yeah, it looked really nice. Yeah. And it's it's kind of hard to do on a canvas because it doesn't absorb like the like a watercolor paper would. Yeah. Um. So I had to just kind of rearrange a little but bit. Was it dye though? Like writ dye? No, no, no. It was. Uh, it was paint. Yeah, it's just okay. paint, but it's just the the delivery of it was different. Mm-hmm. To really like wet the canvas and whatever. But the only thing is because it doesn't absorb. Mm-hmm. You have to really like, we had to like let it run off and then take some of the water off the canvas and things oh, okay. like that. So it was different, but it was good. It was really fun. So yeah, that's pretty much, that's all that's going on with me. But that tie-dye thing. So like, what was the response to that? Like, did people like it? Did well, nobody said it was ugly, but <laughs> I don't know if they would tell me to my face, but uh, I'm sure it's not everyone's bag tea. But the other responses that I got were really good. A oh, lot good. of people liked it. Doug and I did the sale at the uh, the craft fair thing. Mm-hmm. And it went that like the two that I had, I had two available. They sold instantly. Like people were kind of ready to fight for those two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've had a lot of good feedback on it. And I had only a few colors of the dye at first. So okay. a lot of them were the same. Um, not too long ago, I started experimenting with actual colored velveteen. Because mm-hmm. the first ones I did were on like a, like a, that bleachy, parchmenty looking uh, velveteen. Okay. It was like an off-white. Uh, so now I started on a yellow. Okay. It's like a lighter. So I want to start just trying to see what I can do with mm-hmm. uh, with the colored ones that I have too and if it'll show up or not. But but I, I dyed them, but I don't have time right now to like pursue doing something with it to see mm-hmm. where it's going to go next. So, but yeah, I'm excited. After, after this month, I think that's what I'm going to start doing is doing more projects with the tie-dye and just whatever I want. So I have some ideas. 
Awesome. Yes. And you, how is it all going? Uh, it's going excellent. Um, so I officially got accepted to the Santa Fe New Market. So Wee. that was good. So that's going to be in August, towards like the second or third week. Oh, sorry, the third week of August. So that's good. But I don't really have time right now to think about what I'm going to make or anything. And I don't even know if I'm going to make anything like huge, like, like a really like hush hush project. I might just make stuff that I kind of perfected and just kind of things like that, just because. I don't know. It seems like it's gonna, it's already a busy summer. It seems like the summer is already over. Mm-hmm. I also got word that I was selected for a new position to be part of something like really big um, for me anyway. And um, I can't really say what exactly it is yet just because it hasn't been officially announced. So I don't want to like step on anybody's toes or anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there's going to be some new movement. And so in the next podcast, I'll hopefully be able to talk more about that. Mm-hmm. But it's really, it's really taking a chance on myself and doing stuff with art like really really dedicating some really lots of time to it so so i'm excited about that but um but yeah like i'm just doing my regular thing i had a order i took on last year like towards i guess it must have been november um to make a piece um and they said you could do whatever you wanted Mm -hmm. i said okay then and so I was waiting and waiting and I just didn't know exactly what to do. I thought I was going to make a vase. I had designed a vase. I thought I was going to do something else. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then um, I cut out a pair of vamps and I thought, well, maybe I'll do this for like, I was thinking I'll do this in preparation for Santa Fe. Maybe I'll like just prep some vamps and different things like that. And with the hopes that I would have gotten in. So I had these vamps prepped and then I don't know how it just started. It just started where I was started designing and then the colors seemed to come like, it was the Masters and I grew up like my, my father used to, my dad used to watch the Masters all the time. He watched golf. He was a golf, mm-hmm. a golf person. And um, so I remember that. And so I was, I was, I don't guess I was scrolling or something and I knew it was, I saw it was on and I started thinking about it. And then I saw this picture of this, like, I wrote, what is the most difficult hole at the Masters or one of them difficult? And they said between, I think 12 and 13 or something was the holes that were pretty hard at the Augusta golf uh, I think it's Augusta National, I think it's called, mm-hmm. golf, uh, golf club. And so I went and I pulled colors from that one picture of this one call, uh, one hole. It's called Golden Bell. And then I just started to do the greens and the stuff that I saw on the on the picture. And it just came out really good. And I made a pair of moccasins. And then in between the moccasins and realizing like I hadn't started like the cuff part because I wanted to make a really, a really kick-ass pair of moccasins just because it was... It was this order and I thought, you know, I'm just going to go all out and do it. And uh, so I didn't have anything prepped, but I still had some small like stabilizer and a small piece of velvet. So I made a medallion. And so then I made a medallion to go with the moccasins. And I was just like, you know, I said it just came all together and then the cuffs came together and it. And I started, I think it was like the first week of May. And I said, I'm going to finish it. Oh, I told the person, I said, I'm going to try to. No, sorry. The first week of April, um, I'm going to try to finish it for like before May. And I got it done right on May 30th. Mm-hmm. So I had I called her up, yeah, April thirtieth, yeah, and I called her up on May first, and I was just like, "They're done. Yes. Do you it. go get it out of my hands?" And it was a rainy day, and I had to put the, I had to put the bag in a garbage bag. It kind of looked kind of hide it, as the young kids would say, kind of looked kind of sketch <laughs> <laughs> or sus. Oh God! <laughs> and so I dropped it off, and that was done. And I started right away with my daughter's outfit. So I started be I started um sewing. I cut out all her um, rip dress, her night rip dress. I was really skeptical. I've made dresses before, Oneida rip dresses, but I was just like, oh man, I just have this little bit of fabric. I mean, not that I had a little bit of fabric, but like, you know, if I made a mistake and then what if I went back to the store and I didn't have the fabric and all this, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I just 
started and I was had the intention to keep going to the store, like go to the store and start sewing in the space, like, you know, Mm -hmm. my office. And I just never did. And I just did the whole thing by hand. It was just easier. Yeah. And then I looked at it and I realized one of the biggest things, it's the ripped dress is basically the main part of the dress is like one giant rectangle. And the rectangle is folded in half. And where the half is, that's where you make the hole for the head. Mm -hmm. So what happens is because women's bodies or bodies in general normally aren't just a big square, you have to add, um, not like a gather, but you have to pull in to make the shape of the back, to make that silhouette that you want. Mm -hmm. And after I finished every darn stitch, I realized I didn't do the shaping for the dress. And I was like, Jesus. And I kind of got like, I yelled at him. My son goes, Stop, why are you swearing? I'm like, <laughs> Don't worry about it. I ended up fixing it now and it's done. When I look at it, it still looks too like, doesn't look as shapely as I want it to. And usually what happens is a lot of people say that in an Oneida style dress is just like a big like dress kind of, because it is, it's a different style. It's not like the smoke dance where it's like cut in the middle and it's just flaring yeah. kind of thing. But um, my daughter hasn't tried it on yet. So she's going to try it on this afternoon and hopefully it fits how it is and how it's supposed to. And if it doesn't, it's no big deal because then I can just take it all apart and then just use the machine <laughs> to sew it real fast. Yeah. But I just wanted to really see how it looked and I just couldn't like, like wait till I got to, to get my machine out and well, because it's at the store. So I was just like, oh man, but so I'm doing that. And then for that dress, it has... um a long panel that goes in the front of the dress, like in the middle. And then on the bottom, there's a panel and then there's like tabs because there's gussets on each side and in the back. And so I have to do all that beating and I have to do a yoke and I have to do the, I put my head on the microphone because I have to do my leggings. Like I have to use a skirt and I got to do my nephew's thing. My nephew's also graduating. So I got to do his shirt and his moccasins. And so I'm like down to the crunch. Like I have on the, I think it's 18, not the 18th. I think it's like the, maybe the second or third week of June is the June graduation. Usually, yeah. So I have like a month and one week, let's say, like really to get my ass in gear. And I have so much stuff going on <sighs> with my other work. And it's just like, yeah. ah. But it's it'll get done. I'm not really like worried. It's just crunch time. It's just crunch time. But I think like that's what it is. Like everyone, I think a lot of people right now are in that boat. Well, I hope some people are also in that boat with me. Cause Everyone's like, in I that boat. I go on and paddling upstream by myself. But a lot of people are trying to get their things done for like. It's grad season. For grad season. It's that season of the beating crunch time. And then. Upon us. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm like really loving this year that I don't have that, like that pressure or stress or whatever. Yeah. Just, but I just have that one where I'm kind of like, okay, I could probably do that in. Two days, maybe. Like, I'm glad it's my family that's a stress. Yeah. Because like it feels own. different when it's like an order. Like, because I really was like, oh my God, I got to get this thing done. And like I said, it was in November. She had made this order and I was just like, Ugh. yeah. But it all came together. Everything came together mm-hmm. for this thing. And but yeah, lovely. So, but lovely, yeah. lovely. So, anything else you want to talk about outside of what the meat of the. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm sure something will come up as we go. <laughs> this comes from the lady who's like, walks in. I'm like, you're ready? She's like, everything's in my head. And now it's like. <laughs> well, you got your book. So, I got my book. so what I wanted to talk about was a little bit of things that we didn't get to, to touch on last time we had um, taped our podcast. And one of the questions was, it came through Instagram, was what inspires a title for your work? Then the person goes on to say, I know it could be anything, but it would be nice to hear how you choose some of your titles. <laughs> I'm laughing because I hate this. I And you rarely do it at all, I don't think. <laughs> I don't because I hate it. I I find, you know, like sometimes the whole stereotype of Nguyen people is like how like 
this morning I, I heard listened. it through the wind. Uh, yeah, the, the, the wind whistled and, and told me my life's purpose. Like that kind of hokey pokey stuff that I don't like how yeah. everyone thinks that that's... And to a certain extent, sometimes, yes, because our language is, is very um, descriptive. descriptive. So, mm -hmm. yes, when things translate, it, do, it does sound that way. But it doesn't mean that we constantly live that way. You know, like, I find sometimes having to pick, like, names kind of sounds like that or sound... I don't know. I just... It's like how you feel with the medicine, like beating is medicine. It's that kind of vibe to me where I feel the same, where I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I've, most of the times I don't pick unless it's like something official and I have to. Mm -hmm. Like when I've been in show, well, that show or I had my own art shows years ago. So it's like you kind of they want names. Everybody mm -hmm. wants a name to it. So. I don't know. I like very simple things. I don't want to read like a full story and a mm -hmm. big ass description. Like it's a picture of a bear and whatever. And it's like the mother bear feeding her cavalona. Like I don't give a shit. It's like something simple, <laughs> fast and easy because I don't really care about doing that. <laughs> so that's fine. That's good. Yeah. I name a lot of my stuff now. Yeah. Just because like you said, like when I started going to shows, you, mm -hmm. you have to have a title for yeah. your stuff. And so I always have a title just because I think. I don't ever know where it's going to go or, you know, yeah. it's just something, you know, and, um, the one, one, the one that comes to mind right now is I beat it a purse 2020 and, um, I ended up taking it to herb museum and ended up getting sold, not at the museum, but, um, actually did I take it to the museum? No, I didn't take it. I took it to Santa Fe. It never sold. I brought it home and it sold mm -hmm. and it was called herd it through the Canyon. So I started it in the, I started it. It must've been in January, 2020, just after my father had passed away. Mm -hmm. And it was like a really nice dark brown. And then I had pulled all these like really nice earthy colors. Mm -hmm. And it kind of went with a photo that I had taken of my, of, I, I took of my son and I at the Grand Canyon after the funeral. Mm -hmm. We had gone there. And so I had this thing just sitting there and I didn't do anything with it or nothing like that. And then I ended up getting, getting selected for the, um, the, uh, the Indian market. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And so then I started beading a little bit. And the whole time I was beading this, I was watching... <laughs> Dare I say, the Amber Heard and the Johnny Depp divorce hearing. <laughs> <In a trial. laughs> I wasn't actually wa watching it during real time, but I was watching it through YouTube. Like I watched the whole <laughs> darn thing. Mm -hmm. And so what I ended up calling it, because it had to do with the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And I Amber said. Amber Heard. <laughs> I wrote, and that's what it was. It was called, I heard it through the canyon. And people probably think like, oh my God, it's so nice because it looks just like the Grand Canyon. But it really has to do with the fact that that's what was like. What you were doing. Keeping me on task was watching this thing. Every time I, every time I beat it, I turned it on. I never watched it outside of the beating part of it. And funny enough, the person who bought it also said they watched the trial too. Oh yeah. And so. I spoke was, to them. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously she didn't know when she bought it at the time that. That's what it meant. But yeah. when I told when I told her the story, she's like, yeah, I watched it too. And whatever, how crazy it was and all this stuff. And so it was like one of the funny things. Like, you know, I try to always pull from somewhere. And like, yeah. like that last pair of moccasins I made that are based on like the, the Masters tournament. It's called A View from the Green. Mm -hmm. So if you were looking out from the green, you would see all of the stuff that you would probably see on yeah. the moccasins kind of thing. So, yeah, that's. But yeah, I do. 
And sometimes, I'm not sometimes, a lot of times when you go to the show, you have to talk. You don't have to like write a full like paragraph when you're no, giving a title. No, you have to give your descriptions. Though. But you have to like make it up. Yeah. If it's, See, and that's if it's made up and usually it's made up for me. Like Yeah. Know? And that's the hard part is like the schmoozing and all that. That's the part I just don't like and I can't mm-hmm. stand because a lot of the times people want this big magical story and it's like that's in your head. It's not that's not really how it is. Like I just sat there and I did it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like it's not anything magical, which... Sometimes people find disappointing, like they want this big whole yeah. grand scheme of it all. And it's like, oh, my God, you know, like your thing is so beautiful. Where did you get? Thanks. Did you pull all this? In? Yeah. <laughs> like, and you're like, I don't know. Like I bought a dish towel. And I like the colors on it. <laughs> so I don't know. To me, it's like the reality of, yeah. of it, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. But that's like, like Maybe you I'm said, cynical. Like, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's I, I think it's that smooching part. A lot of times, too, it's like you put in the effort to let them know what it is that like to answer their question. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, yeah, okay, nice. And then it's like you did that whole brain dump of all this stuff. And it was like, you know, and it probably was good. I probably was like like a real like response or whatnot, like, you know, in terms of like the authenticity of it all. And it's just like, okay, thanks. Like, you know, it's just like then you got to do that. But it's like it's it's mentally draining it like it like sucks sometimes the life out of you because it becomes like yeah. this thing somebody wants to obviously somebody wants to know they like whatever it is they're seeing but it's just like you're also telling them because if you're at a market or a craft fair or wherever the idea is that you want to you're sitting there because you want to sell your stuff mm-hmm. so not like a car salesman but kind of like you got to sell your stuff you got to yeah, sell yourself yeah. and it's just something it's just difficult but yeah yes <laughs> okay so here's um okay so here's a there's another question, but it's kind of in depth, so I'm going to kind of leave it to the end. If not, we won't even answer it today. But how do you go back and finish a beadwork project you started years ago? And I guess if your style has changed or improved. Oh, that's hard, I find. So you either rip it all out mm-hmm. or you throw it in the garbage or <laughs> you just keep on trucking. Like, Have you had to do one like that before? Yeah, there's one actually sitting in my closet. I had started a vase about almost like four years ago now Mm -hmm. and um i look at the beadwork and it's not the same as what i'm doing now Mm -hmm. and it's funny within a year things can change you know so i look at it and i'm like this looks like trash but it's almost done so now what so i'm just avoiding it and i'm it's just sitting in my closet so i don't know it's it's hard unless you kind of coin it as a progression piece (laughs) or you can see everything like the differences and how things changed as you go through it i don't know but um if you're really unsatisfied with it you either restart make a whole new one or you rip some of it out like minus the flowers the the way the flowers look are not what i do now and okay um it kills me a little bit to look at it so i probably won't finish it (laughs) You should give it to your daughter for her to finish. Yeah. Yeah. It might be one of those pieces I just leave. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how I deal with it. I don't know. There's a lot that are sitting in there and I'll probably never see the light of day just because I've moved on. Yeah. I had one project that I, yeah, I only had one project. I had made a pair of moccasins a long time ago. It wasn't supposed to be for an order, but the pair I ended up making was based on this other pair. And so I had beaded two strawberries on each vamp. And for some odd reason, when I went to go finish, I could only find one vamp. Mm. And I was like, man, like, where's this other vamp? And it was, I had this one vamp sitting there for a long time. And um, one of my cousins, um, she ended up having to have her leg amputated. And I ended up making these moccasins for her just because she's like a really strong lady and she's like so, so dedicated 
committed to like she was she's a teacher so she was dedicated that to her family and not letting like anything like not letting her health or the fact that the circumstances change like her positive outlook on life you know and so I made her I used that one vamp and I made her one moccasin and it mm-hmm. ended up working out I'm like oh my god like you know I only have one it's meant for her and so yes the beadwork was a little bit different but like I said it was only one strawberry so I was able to do like whatever else I wanted to afterwards and that was nice and then what happened was I found the other vamp and so I made another moccasin for another person who had their leg amputated oh and so it ended up being like it was meant to be yeah because it wasn't a pair at the time yeah and it was like they were just like found their home they found their homes yeah and so that's what I ended up doing and but I like I know what you mean like in terms of having it maybe not kind of jive with your style now kind of mm-hmm. I don't I don't know I still have an unfinished um, crown even though I'm not really a fan of crowns mm-hmm. but back in the day when we first everyone's first started there was like certain like items that people would be they would be crowns it would be picture frames moccasins that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and I don't see crowns so much but back then like in the, the early 2000 late 90s you saw a lot of people wearing crowns mm-hmm. and so I have one that's done and it's it was, it's like maybe my second piece ever made, maybe really. And so what I did is I just did the rope stitch around it. I never finished it because I'm, I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever will. I'm not really, not to say that I'm not satisfied. I'm, it's okay. Like the beaver looks okay, but it's just the actual item. I'm just, yeah. why would I have a crown? But anyway, so. That's how I get, I think, with certain things where it's like uh, a lot of times people will be like, oh, my God, you should do this and whatever. And I'm a realist, I guess, if that's the right word, like where if it's not a functional piece or it's not something that like jives with me, if it's just I like I'm a minimalist on top. Yeah. So it's like like just random things things like i ain't gonna make it like unless you're gonna get some kind of a use out of it or then i don't care to make it like if it's just gonna be like a a whimsy not a whimsy i like whimsies because they're decorative you know like Mm -hmm. but just like just junk not junk i don't know how to say it but you know what i mean like just non-functional just you got to like look at stuff yeah like yeah so i just don't make randoms randoms okay so we had posed a question at the end of last, I think, the podcast, and we were talking about medicine, but we didn't, you didn't write medicine, <laughs> or I didn't write medicine. It says, describe how beading impacts your life. And I just wanted to share some of the responses from our listeners because they took their time to let us know. So one of the, uh, so I'm going to just read them just one by one. And if you have anything to say, you can jump on share it. to the heart's content. So it's just, so the question was, describe how beading impacts your life. One listener says, it sounds so crazy. One listener said, is that for like some like <laughs> actual podcast? So one out, one said that it helps me focus when I'm feeling anxious. And I think we talked about anxiety before and that kind of thing and mm-hmm. regulating. Okay. It says, it depends on the project, but normally it's really a therapeutic hobby for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I see rework as a connection to my Ganyagahaga culture. I aspire to learn. I'm just a beginner, but I'm old. LOL. But I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Helped me to keep my bills paid at one time, which is for a lot of a lot of people, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel more connected to my roots while living far from home or from relatives. Mm-hmm. And it's a space of clarity and creativity. Nothing else matters when I'm beating, when I'm in the beating mode. So that was just some of the things that people had to say. Very cool. About that. So yeah. Now, did you want to talk about some of the things that the responses to the last question? The last question. Oh, wait, what was my question here? I have it written down and I have responses. So if you don't know them all, then you can. It's all in my head. I'm ready. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on putting a sales limit for pop-up sales or fairs? An example, two per customer. Mm-hmm. And so I don't even know what I wrote. Yeah. Oh, 
I said, no, yeah, I said, no. For my my response, I'll respond since you're the actual artist who, it really, this really affects you. Like this is a question that is directly like something that. Yeah, and it was interesting too when I post this question to see the different sides. So, because there were some, some answers on there were from client customer yep. point of view and then some from vendor type of view. Okay. Some of them were the same and some differed. So it was interesting to to read some of those uh, answers and see where everyone's at. But yeah, so when I posted that question, it was because we just had a craft fair, you know? Yeah. And in this case where I we had this craft fair, I couldn't get a lot of things done like on a, a large scale. So it was kind of a, a last minute thing between Dago and I, like maybe a month we decided, okay, let's do it. You know, mm-hmm. when we got there, I only had six items of my own. Uh, that I beat it. So once the doors open, it was a little bit crazy in there. It got like we were like over- <laughs> overwhelmed mm-hmm. a little bit, like in a good way. It was a good overwhelm, but we were still overwhelmed. We had a like a rush to the table. A lot of people want to get Douglas rings. Some people were coming for spe- uh, specifically for those tie-dye medallions. Yeah. So what ended up happening now was you have a massive crowd coming in looking for certain items. And there are times where you have people who have the means to buy everything if they want. Mm -hmm. So it was in that case. So from a business point of view, I don't care. Take whatever you want, because that's the point of the sale is that you want everyone to get, uh, you want to sell. sell, Yeah, you want to sell everything out. So that's the idea. The me people pleaser, (laughs) my own personal bullshit. I felt bad because now that's kind of what happened. Somebody does who who was able to really love some of the items. So she bought three of them. Uh-huh. So that's half of my stuff was gone. So which is great, though. It's not anything on anybody. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, well, awesome, because I know she'll love it and she appreciates it. She'll gift it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So um, but then I just felt bad for all the other people who were in line for say an hour mm-hmm. I don't want to say you snooze you lose but I guess that's well, what, that's it what is. I said yeah because like, I just was reading my my uh my text message because uh, you wrote oh I wrote a question I'm like oh yeah what and then you wrote this one I'm like personally I said I wouldn't cap it yeah and then I said well for one because same thing with the beads like like supply and demand right like you yeah. keep not that you're intentionally because you're not intentionally keeping the supply low because you said you obviously had not, not enough time yeah you just can't but do it. In business, you keep the supply low and the demand is high. Mm-hmm. And the idea in business is to make money. Um, it's a little bit difficult sometimes when you're working in a small community because then you know mostly everybody who, yeah, who's buying from you bad. and you don't want to be like, <laughs> ah, you don't have it. But then I, and then later on I said, well, you snooze, you lose. And it's not to be like, well, it's just, it's just how it is. Yeah. You know, like. You go to the, you go somewhere and you want that last salad and it's not there. Oh, well, it's not there. Yeah. What are you going to do? You can't be, you know. That's like, what it is. Yeah. It's hard, but it's hard because you, you know, people and people are waiting and. Yeah. And, and you just have to wait and you have to just. And I always try to bring myself back to the idea of what, what would Walmart do? Like Walmart ain't going to feel bad. They don't care if one person goes there and buys out. All of their electronics. They All don't give a shit. All of their you know? selection or their Walmart great value. 
all dressed chips and you know who you are and going to walk in you buy all those <laughs> all dressed chips and find them but like that you know so it's like i have to pull myself back a lot of times like it is business you mm-hmm. know like you know at some point i will do another sale i will have more items available and you know that kind of thing so i try to reel myself back in from being over compassionate i guess in a sense like oh, i'm so sorry like cuz you do as an artist sometimes yeah. you feel bad like oh like i wish i could give you know have stuff for everybody but you know, it takes time. It takes a lot of time. So I was in agreement with a lot of the people who said you don't cap. Yeah. You know, like there are certain circumstances, but like, you, yeah, it is business. And somebody had made a point, too, where it's kind of like, say I denied that one person to say, sorry, you can only buy one piece. Yeah. And then the next person in line comes in and realizes the price of it and can't. And then you lost a sale. And then you lose that sale. And then the next, and then it sits there. So that too, business is business. You have like, mm-hmm. I got to pay my bills, yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's the way it goes. So I, I'm in agreement too with, uh, you can't cap. Like yeah. you, that's the point of it is that you want to make the sales. So, but yeah, um, but I did feel, I was like, I'm sorry, it's gone. You know, so, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So I'm just going to read some of the responses and you touched on one of them. So, but I just... Just to, because people took, like I said, people took their time to, to mm-hmm. answer the question. It says, if my beer work sold as fast as yours does, I would post for sale on here. I guess meeting, because this was on Instagram, on Instagram, for more buyers from outside are going to walk in. I thought that was a good point. Like, mm-hmm. that's good, too. I would eventually like to do that, too. Like, an uh, online market. Like, a mm-hmm. uh, flash sale. And they, they just said, spread the love. <laughs> and she goes, um, I guess just to, like, reiterate the point about selling online, she said, they wrote, I wouldn't waste my time. Or money sitting at a craft fair. Because you could do everything you did mm-hmm. in that instant at home. Yeah. Instead of having to do that. But then also, it's like it's like getting to see people and all that kind of there's stuff. A, too. There's an up and down, though, with that, too. Because it's like, unless you do it a lot, and you don't always understand or know the hell <laughs> of trying to sell shit online sometimes. Like, if I post at the store, like, okay, like yesterday with those gibbet things, the croc things. Soon as you post, the influx comes in. Yeah. And if you don't have the time to sit by your damn phone yeah. and answer and answer, you get behind. Then you have angry people like, well, I, I sent you a, uh, a message at this time and uh, you're already sold out. And, you know, you, there's a lot of bullshit with doing it online, too. Yeah. Like, it's just as bad as being at a craft fair because you still have to really be organized. You have to be on top of the mm-hmm. sales online. So it, it's the same thing no matter where yeah. you go. Either or it's they have their own problem, like yeah. pros and cons. So. And then another person said, no limit. If someone wants to purchase your bee work, then be grateful for the sale. Mm-hmm. Imagine limiting your sale and you didn't end up making any sales. Yeah, exactly. And that happened. I mean, I haven't had to limit sales, mm-hmm. but I remember going to the herd 2020 and I didn't sell a damn thing. <laughs> and not because I had no limit, just because I didn't sell anything. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, though, I had those pieces and I ended up selling them in the year of 2020 during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that was really good. But, um, but yeah, like I know it's like to go and I paid thousands of dollars to go to get there, to get you there. And I won a ribbon and I still didn't sell anything. (laughs) I was like, ah, this is so crazy. But it ended up working out in the end. I mean, I ended up selling that vase just last year. Mm -hmm. So it took two years. Like, I mean, that's one of the things like you could sell online, you could have a limit, you could do every craft fair and somebody still will say like, I'm not buying that, that thing. Mm -hmm. And you're holding on to it, holding on to it. (laughs) holding on to that 
thing, that thing. And then one day, you know, one day somebody says, you know what? I want to buy that opulence. Today's the day. The world, I think it was called Global Opulence, that purse I did. Somebody just bought it last month, just in the beginning of the month. I was like, oh my God, awesome. But I still had to wait a whole, almost a whole year for it to sell. And it's just, sometimes you just got to hold on and it's like burning, but you know, you yeah. got to just, it's, you got to do that. So, and then somebody else says, Sell as you need, no limit. Pop-up sales are great. Let's everyone get a chance at it. And yeah, you know, you have to, I don't know how long, like how, did anybody say how long they're waiting for your sale to start? Because uh, the doors opened at nine or 10? They opened at 10, but we had people in, well, there were, I think there was a confusion at one point because we had people in the building earlier and I had somebody come to the stand asking to buy something before 10. And I was like, I'm not ready yet. Like, I'm only opening my sales at 10. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I thought I opened at nine. So I, I don't know how long she was in there shopping around already, like not knowing. So she thought the sale was open at 10 and nobody was at the door to say like, sorry, it's only for vendors right now. And oh, so that kind of thing happened. Um, I did notice a lineup outside, though. I think it started up like maybe a little after nine. Oh, okay. So, yeah, nine, about almost an hour and people were outside in line but that's how it is like that's like when i've ever been at traditions for a sale that's how it is people are lined up yeah it gets kind of crazy for sure it depends on like and but it's like that like where you know low low supply high demand kind of yeah. thing because like last time we did it was like with doug was uh the rings because she doesn't make them that often yeah and i was there i was yeah. i took a video yeah so it's it gets kind of not so yeah yeah. But I mean, like that that's where the upside of social media comes in is where, you know, you're going to have a pop of sale. Then you can just drop like, this is what I'm selling. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, I got to get there. I got to get there. And, well, and that too, it's like I had dropped a few other items on my my social media mm -hmm. that didn't actually make it to the, the sale because I didn't have the time. Like we went away right before the sale and I was away for 10 days and mm -hmm. I had every intention of doing stuff on vacation, but that didn't happen. I think it was like the last few nights I actually beat it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I still have a, like, I have a couple of pairs of moccasins. I have a purse, you know, that's kind of still in shambles. So it, that they're almost done. Yeah. But, um, so I'm hoping to do another one soon. Are you doing the power? Big items. Um. Because I know you did the power last year. Yeah. Well, we don't technically do it ourselves. Like, uh, my friend Gus usually has oh, a, okay. a stand. But I don't know what the situation is this year. Like, everyone had different plans. And I think those plans fell through. So I don't know if... Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't have anything really of ready. Well, you just said you had a person you had moccasins. Yeah. Well, I have to... <laughs> I have to do them, though. And I don't know if I want to rush to have them done for July. Because mm -hmm. I still have whatever I have to do for June. So... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I would like to. Uh, Doug and I were discussing that, like, eventually maybe doing our own stand mm -hmm. together, like a nice big one. But it's it's hard because to do beadwork, you go, you have to have a lot, you know, and mm -hmm. it's that obviously takes a lot of time. So maybe one day we'll have a nice big good sale. I saw a post. I think it was Sam Jacobs and I think it was her mother, Mary, was sitting at a table. And they all, like, when yes. I see them, when they go to the fairs and everything, they're tables full of their stuff and i'm like oh my god like like how long did that take to yeah. do all of those pieces yeah they and have like a lot. what does your schedule look like and i would assume this would be like may, like the main thing you're doing but yeah but i was just like man that's like that's goals that's and goals it's like to have that one kind of stuff dedication so i and yeah. i wonder how they work it if it's like each day there has to be a certain amount of time dedicated to getting something done yeah you know because they have a lot of things and it's not like just like 
one thing. It's like various Multiples of- types of colored different things. And it's just, yeah. it's just crazy. And I they're just, not small pieces. Like I saw some of her, her picture frames and they're, they're bigger. They're big. Yeah. 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 So but yeah. Pretty cool. Well, that's interesting. So yeah. And anything else? Anything else you got to add? Because I am all out of questions and answers and notes. And notes. I don't think we have any controversy. Any oh, controversy? there was. But do we want to get into that? No, I don't think. I don't even know what it is. But <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe we could save it for the next one. If you have any controversial topics out there, listeners, always, let us come know. On, no. <laughs> There's always a uh, cheat, not cheating. Um, what's it called? Who should, who shouldn't, why should we, I, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so all the fun. But you know what is interesting is somebody wrote me and it was, it was interesting is that they wrote me and said, hey, you know what? I didn't know that I was beating this and it kind of looked like something you did. And I said, you know what? Don't even worry about it. I don't own that. Somebody's did it before me. Yeah. I just do made, whatever, do whatever you want. Like, it is what it is. And then I, and then they wrote, um, well, I just wanted to make you, I just wanted to let you know before you saw it in social media. Mm. LOL, because we all know, like you know, yeah, how people, how sometimes it can, people can, we can all go a little too far sometimes, yeah. And so I just said no. I said I know what it's like to, I know like that social media thing, and don't worry about it, like whatever. Well, <laughs> I mean, I didn't even need a heads up, but I was just like, yeah, no, don't, like I don't gotta be. No one's accountable to me. I'm all accountable to myself. Mm-hmm. So. And it's like that thing I had just posted with the cradle board thing. Oh yeah. Years ago when I had done like putting uh, like some of the beads in or whatever, I felt like so unique, like, oh my (laughs) God, like I'm going to be innovative. And I, it was like a pretty hard process, like putting just those little pieces in and whatever. And it was, it was hard because I, I even carved into the board, the board I had to like, it's like they're inlays. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then uh, like. And I knew that cradle board's been at my mother's. So I, there's another yeah. one that's been at my mother's for hundreds of years, apparently, because um, or a hundred years, more than a hundred years, because it's dated 1901. Okay. Um, and it's our family board. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the beads, uh, so the eyes on all of the, the there's birds all on, on the the board. The old one. The old the board. Old, yeah. The old one. They have beads for eyes. So I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> it's been here since 1901. Like here I was thought I was being all creative because I put strawberries on one board and I like chiseled little holes and I smashed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I even put glue on the beads mm-hmm. and I put it in. I was like, oh, yeah, this is so different. And then, yeah, you look at this other board and somebody was like, yeah, it's been done. Let <laughs> me tell you that story um, about that board you made. I'm going to tell you a story now. Okay. It's a very good one. So you made that board and you posted it somewhere. I think it was on There's two of them that Facebook. have. I think it was Facebook a long time ago. Yeah. The bear or the, because the, there's two, there's a the, canoe. Whichever, uh, whichever one was the first one. The bear. And I saw it. <laughs> I called. <laughs> you were like, yeah, bitch. No, I called. <laughs> I called somebody. I had called somebody that I had trusted with an idea I had. <laughs> and I called that person. And I was like, oh, my God. And they're like, what? I said, do you know? And I didn't even, I didn't know you at the time. I didn't even know, like, we didn't really, I didn't know you. I mean, I know of you, but I didn't know you. Mm-hmm. I said, did you know that there's this lady who, like, Margaret stand up, this girl who did this thing? I go, oh, my God, that's my idea. But it wasn't the same idea. Yeah. But I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe it. I said, do you know when I told you that idea, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and this is like, must be like 12 years ago, if not more. Yeah, because that one was or yeah, a while back. 
because I was because I was working at Calico Cottage. Yeah, I was working at Calico Cottage because I had just gone to the herd the first time, and I was like, okay, and I had this great idea. Mm-hmm. And so I called this person. I said, oh my god, remember I told you that idea? But guess what? This is whatever. You know, I told you that idea this time, and, and it was a couple years after mm-hmm. that you had done it that yeah. I had this idea or whatever. And I was just like, it's not the same, is it? Is it really? Like, I don't want to be a copier. And <laughs> but that's what I did because I was like, oh my god, I saw something that was like similar, mm-hmm. but I felt like, oh man, like I don't want to do this thing if somebody already did it, like yeah. into th- how I wanted to do this thing. And now I'm going to get to do that project <laughs> coming up. So yeah, but yeah, that's what my little funny story is. I called it, it was nighttime, I remember, and I had seen it and I was like, oh my God, I just saw this person and she's doing this thing and oh my God, I don't know if she put it in. It's just, is it how it's, I had all these yeah. things because I, I couldn't tell from the photo because even back then, the quality of the photos weren't good. I was like, what if it's like the same thing? And maybe she did it this way. And I don't want to do the same thing as her because I don't want it to be the same. And now here we are talking about it on a podcast, (laughs) the two of us together. And now we're like doing it up. Yeah. But it is, it's a lot of work. And it was like, but yeah, I thought I was so innovative and, um, Apparently, hundred years ago they were too. So, <laughs> so that's that's what it is with the whole claiming things. Like it's unfortunate. Like you you can't. And I've been there. I've done it where I felt like I owned something. And then you know what? Talking with certain people though, like kind of they give you that perspective again to say like you know they kind of humble you and remind you like you know what people have been doing this for so long already. Like mm-hmm. we've learned it somewhere's. Um, that it is what it is, you know. So um, you kind of just have to let go of your pride and your ego sometimes mm-hmm. a little bit and just kind of roll with it. So it's it's not always easy. Sometimes you no. slice a humble pie. Like yep. I've gone through it, you know. Um, I've had things where I felt like I was pissed that I felt somebody copied it or whatever. But in hindsight now, I'm kind of like, you know what? They they did recreate it into their own, even though it, it was an mm-hmm. inspiration. And it's kind of like, oh, well, it is what it is. And you just kind of let it go after a while. So it's hard. It's not always easy. No. But you can't. Yeah. That's an artist's life, right? Like everyone learns from somebody and all that kind of stuff. Like that was like another question, but. I don't know if we're gonna have time for that, so we'll just leave it for the next one. But the other question was, what does beadwork mean to you? The whole process, being taught, learning new things, teaching others. That's for like next. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. But yeah, that was somebody I had asked that. What does it mean to you, the process? So, no, it's just a, it's a learning. It's just like anything. You just have to take it one bead at a time. Bead at a time. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess we will wrap her on up. We're gonna do a shorter shorter one today yes we want to say nyawa to all the help that we've gotten over the last year yes you know who we're talking about i don't want to say your name because you know you don't want to it'll get edited get no. edited out and we're welcoming the new editor and sound person so now everybody for listening to the beating table we hope you have a fabulous rest of the month of may and uh, we'll see you back again in what will be hopefully right before summer yes Yay. Awesome. And get all your grad shit done. Okay, bye. Bye.